afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special Sunday edition of The Sea Report here on Twitch. Um, if you're tuning in or if you're tuning out, well, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you guys along with us. Just uh, popping in an extra report. Um, not much going on on this uh, relaxing special Sunday, waiting for some company. So I figured why not get in some news uh, since there was some stuff that we had missed. And I'm still kind of uh, learning how to finagle some of this equipment that I have uh, in the interim temporarily speaking, as it were. But nonetheless, uh, there was some stories that we could talk about today. Uh, there's one I want to bring up later on. Uh, it was it was actually a pretty harrowing story. Um, I was telling a friend about it the other day, and I was just like, this, it, it was the video, I mean, I'm not even going to show you guys the video of it. It was, I had to like, watch so many other things to try and distract myself from uh, what I saw and felt from that video. Um, and then of course, CNN goes and mucks up something about that story too. It's just, it's a terrible tragedy. But anyway, so that's going to be coming up in the news in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And some of the things that are going on that was over in Washington, DC. Um, you guys may have heard about that, uh, um, <clears throat> A terrible event with the carjacking. But uh, nonetheless, um, uh, as always, Trump does lead it. The C report. So let's go ahead and get to some stuff. Now, there was a lot of stuff. Trump is just coming up and coming up and coming up. And now, of course, we have to remember or maybe keep in mind or maybe just inform ourselves that um, Trump, uh, of course, is no longer optically speaking our president. However, you know, um, for what he did in the time in office and what he stood for and what he's still doing, I think it is very important that uh, we all, of course, now pick up that mantle as well. So um, in, in following with President Trump and his thing, it's because uh, he's coming out with, um, you know, news press or press releases and, and uh basically tweets, like he's basically tweeting on his webpage, uh, memorandums, uh, notes from the, the president, uh, the desk of the president, Donald Trump. Um, they need to get his social platform back. I mean, uh, we, we keep hearing about it. And I think uh, there was an article that just came out that said, uh, Corny Lewandowski had said that uh, we may see a platform in three to four months. I mean, either way, I mean, people were making fun of it earlier, I think, on, on the news and stuff like that. But um, I, I think it's just important that, you know, the man fought for America. He opened everyone's eyes. He still has a lot of political clout. He still has a lot of, um, he still has a lot of uh, power behind him. I mean, two thirds of the Republican party uh, and one third of America, you know, if not more so, and then probably the whole world also um, stand behind this man. So, I mean, and, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important to note because, you know, right now so many people are trying to figure out what's going on and, and so many people are trying to figure out, we're like, it's like a scatterbrained society at the moment, you know, um, but I think it teaches us the importance of perseverance. Uh, it teaches us the importance of integrity and pressing on um, and never giving up because uh, after all, the man did give uh, one of, I think the most stirring speeches I've ever heard uh, about not giving up and about pressing forward and about when things get challenging to keep on moving. And I cannot tell you how much I appreciate people who tackle life from that angle, because I know for what I've never been much for negative reinforcement, but it's, it's, it's a good thing to hear. So anyways, um, President Trump gets on Fox News again. I mean, he's been, he's been, uh, um, making appearances here and there. Uh, his first one was very obscure on some Fox Business Network or something like that. Um, and that was just after he'd given his speech at um, CPAC. And then he's just been sprinkling, like, it's like, he's just drip, drip, drip every day, but it's like a drip, drip, drip every day with Trump now. Like, you're hearing him more and more. And now he's saying he's going to go down to the border. Oh, goodness. Hold on. Let's see what we got going on here. 
Hey there, PD. How's it going? Um, welcome to the show. Thanks for watching. <laughs> um, doing well, thanks. But yes, uh, as I was saying with Trump in in this week, he is just dripping out um, uh, information and and little Trumpisms and and Trump oozing into the media a little at a time. But you have to be able to find it. Um, like I said, they don't promote it. They will not promote it, and he's not gonna. He's not gonna reduce his website to news appearances and stuff like that. And what give them ratings? Nah, it's okay. We'll let the people who kind of like you know gather this stuff for everyone else. And we'll let's just hear what they have to say. So that's why I like to also keep an uh, an ear on him because as our commander in chief, he was the one that we were to be listening to, even though we know that there is an entire apparatus behind him. He has support from someone. This man cannot obviously stand alone. Um, Mika, okay, hey, <laughs> Micah, I'm Micah or Mika, I'm glad. Hey, fr um, from France, yes. Um, I have not forgotten, but I was wondering who P34V3Y was. So I'm glad that we have that clarified. Glad that you're joining us. Um, um, we have an international viewer from France, been with the Q&A holes for a long time. Um, but yeah, we're just talking Trump, and I'm about to play a video from Trump, actually. So, oh, actually, I'm not going to play the video because I have it under advisement. Um, that Fox does not like you to play their video. However, audio, I think, is doable. So let us, uh, let's hear that he was on, um, instead what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this picture of Trump up instead of uh, actually playing the video so that we don't get dinged and or whatever Fox might do pursuant to using their likenesses and appearances. Um, so we'll have this Trump image here, and uh, let's get this rolling for you guys. Now, he was on uh, Justice with Judge Janine, whom, honestly, I, uh, I don't have the same opinion of Miss Janine as I did prior to, I'll say, January 6th. Um, she, I mean, the whole Fox network is a shill network. You know, you get that, right? Because, like... They're owned by the top six um, uh, media corporations. They're in that pocket. I believe Disney is the one who owns Fox, if I'm not mistaken. So um, what they say goes, uh, regardless, you know, and something like Q&A holes would just get shut down, you know, because obviously we're not going to listen to, you know, <laughs> the people at the top. So anyways, so, um, but Judge Janine really showed her true colors, I thought, during the January 6th riots. Um, and as you see that January 6th riot, it's already in the nomenclature because we know it was a false flag. We know January 6th was a false flag. And we know that, um, that it was not what the media has presented it to be. It's as big of a sham as uh, they've blown the pandemic out of proportion, honestly. So... Anyways, um, uh, let's see here. Uh, so he was on Judge Janine, and let's see what they talked about. Uh, let's play the audio. Come on. Mm, that should have been the audio. Oh, here it is. My bad. Okay. Let's get her ugly mug off the screen. And the minor buffer. Come on, Janine, spit it out. Yeah, um, we're just doing a special Sunday report. Um, that's basically what was going on. <laughs> so that's why I'm glad we caught your time, Micah. Glad to, this is so cool. Awesome. The guys are going to be so jealous. <laughs> All right, Janine. Okay. Let me just get, she'll play, she'll play. I've gotten, I've almost gotten this down to a science. Uh, let's see here. Where'd you go? Oh, 
I would definitely agree with that. <laughs> I would definitely agree. 3 a.m. is here. Let me having a, a little side conversation with uh, one of our oldest, uh, not in age, I'm sure, <laughs> but in listenership, uh, Micah from France. It's great to have you with us. Oh, you know what? I need to do also this. Okay, let's see how that goes. Okay. All right, I'm starting to feel a little bit better about this now. And... That way I don't have to actually read the transcription. Haha. <laughs> it was on his 65th day in office that... Oh, no. Okay. So... And... I came away wondering if even he knew what. Oh, I'm so stubborn. What he said, because most of it made no sense to me. The biggest issue seemed to be immigration, as the number of children being trafficked by coyotes across our southern border continues to rise. 60% over January to more than 9,400. But President Joe Biden tells us he has everything under control. President Trump, thank you so much for being with us. I appreciate your time. Let's get right to it. The rumor is that you're going to go to the border yourself. When do you plan to do that? Well, a lot of people want me to. The Border Patrols and all of the people of ICE, uh, if they want me there, they've asked me to go. And I really sort of feel I owe it to them. They're great people. They're doing an incredible job. It's impossible now with what they've done. The stay in Mexico should have been left, and now they stay in the United States. And by the way, stay in and never leave. Uh, thousands and thousands of people are coming up right now as we speak. And you're going to have millions of people pouring into our country, and it's going to destroy our country. I don't know what they're doing, and they don't know what they're doing. It's a very, very dangerous situation. I'd love not to be involved. Somebody else is supposed to be doing it. Well, Mr. President, when do you think that you would go? When well, do you I'd think you would go the to the border? Over the next couple of weeks, the Border Patrol wants me to go. Uh, probably over the next couple of weeks. I don't think there's a rush for me to go. He's supposed to go and make the decision. Uh, a very, very bad decision was stay in Mexico where he ended that, and it's uh, incredible. They're not, we're not getting along with Mexico any longer. You have a great president of Mexico who was fantastic to me. Soldiers on our border, 28,000 soldiers stop people from coming in. You know, one of the big things, not only people, but drugs are pouring in at a number that we've never seen before now. We stopped it largely, and, you know, we were the wall is just uh, a few weeks away from being completed. He didn't want to complete it. It took two and a half years to start because uh, the Congress, the Democrats in Congress, Pelosi and everybody, sued us 11 different times. So after we won all the lawsuits, we started. By the way, criticized the Biden administration uh, and said, sure. you know, that that you would engage and had a process together where you held them in Mexico. But, you know, now the Biden administration has ended all that. Why would they do that? Well, we had a great process. And with the president of Mexico, who's a terrific guy and a friend of mine, we had a great process and it was a strong process. And frankly, they weren't coming into Mexico by the time we really got it going because they weren't coming in at Mexico's southern border. They weren't coming in because they knew they couldn't come into the United States. So you didn't have the problems. Now, once they say, we're letting you in, you're going to have, and they already have, if you take a look at the, uh, the overtop shots or the airplane shots, we already have thousands and thousands of people marching up to our border. And we don't know who those people are, and they right. let them in. And then there's just nothing you can do. Once they're here, you're not going to get them out. 
It's a very serious problem well, and know, getting worse. Clearly, Susan Collins was at the border, Senator Susan Collins, and she said that they were actually taunting her that uh, from across the border. And Senator Ted Cruz said stuff very similar about what was going on the border. They they were stunned, and yet and that the Biden administration doesn't seem to even want to go there or resolve the problem. They cut all the funding for the wall. What what is going to happen with those contracts? of the, you know, for the wall and the subterranean connections and the lights. If, if Biden stopped all those contracts, do we still pay for them? We've paid for it already. The contracts are completed. The wall should be completed by now if he let it. He stopped it almost on his first day. He stopped construction of the wall. Yes. And this is a wall that it was... I, look, we built almost 500 miles of wall, and it's new wall. You know, they like to say it's renovated wall. We took wall down, and we built new wall. So when we take wall down and we build new wall, they like to say it's a renovation. It's not. This is new, really the top of the line. It's tech, technological, technologically advanced like you wouldn't believe with the wires, and we're hooked up right. for drones. We're hooked up for everything, and this is great stuff, and they stopped construction and so we have some open areas. We had to leave certain areas to get everything back in as we completed it. And they didn't finish it up. It was just a very simple thing to do. It would have taken a very short period of time. And so you have gaps. Now, they cover the gaps easily with the Border Patrol, but you don't even have to do that. They should finish the wall immediately. And, and that has to be number one. Stay in Mexico policy has to get reenacted, which isn't that easy anymore because now Mexico's angry at us. Now... Uh, the other countries are not respecting us. And now you can go a step even further right. and bigger. China has never spoken to me the way they spoke to our representatives a week right. ago. I've never seen anything like it. And I just heard on your show and other shows, and I read constantly what's going on with North Korea. And now the United States wants China's mm -hmm. help with North Korea. But we're not getting along with China. And for stupid reasons, I've never seen... I've never seen China disrespect this country like they did last week. All right. Well, Mr. President, I know that your time is valuable. I just want to get a sense. Do you think you'll go next week or the week after? Well, I don't want to set a schedule, but over the next few weeks, I guess I'll go. And I'm, I'm not sure that I really <laughs> uh, should do it, Janine, other than the fact that I have such respect for the Border Patrol and for ICE. And these people, they're, they're, they're dying for leadership. There's nothing. There's no leadership. You have to see the squalor, the children. And, and frankly, people that have come in to the country, uh, when you, you look at what's happening, the dirt and the filth of uh, those places, that's why they're not letting the it's press in. It's very sad. And frankly, if that were it's me, the sad. press would be going crazy. It's a very dangerous situation. It's horrible for our country. They, they're right. going to destroy our country. President. All right. President Trump, thank you so much for being with us. I know your time is valuable. Thank you, Mr. President. Okay, so there you have it. Thank God to the, the, the masters of technology, the gods of technology, that they let us play that. Uh, <laughs> that would have been something if it hadn't. But yes, so there you go. And Thank you for, yes, it was a great, it was a great speech. Uh, so you hear that though, you hear everything that he's talking about, you hear, and that's why I say it's important because I mean, obviously, obviously we can see this for ourselves. We can see the disaster that is happening at the border. We can see all of the things that Biden has done um, to undo the work that he did. Um, and uh, President AMLO, that is El Presidente of uh, Mexico, uh, President Obrador, um, he worked with Donald Trump, President Trump. He worked with the United States. I think that was probably the first time ever that the country of Mexico worked in tandem with America to fix the migration problem uh, and, they, and, and the illegal immigration problem and the cartel issues and the drug and human trafficking issues, like all that was coming to a, a head. Um, I, think, I think that was a synergy that 
I know in my lifetime, I'd never heard about. All I ever heard about was, uh, and I'm, I'm on the border, you know, I'm in Texas. So like, uh, all I ever heard about was just how bad it was in Mexico and not to go over there. And, you know, and I've, I've been to the country several times, um, but not recently and not in the interior. I don't know how it would be now, honestly. Um, I'd have to ask some of my friends who, who actually have family, uh, deep in, into Mexico. But, um, but you see now President Obrador of Mexico is mad at us, you know, and, and it's true because, because of Biden and, and it doesn't matter how often the legacy media, the mainstream media, whatever you want to call them, the corporate media, um, tries to tell you the story that they are not listening to President Biden because Lord knows President Biden didn't get on Univision and do a little jig to a polka song like uh, he did actually do that during his campaign. Um, <laughs> he, he literally, it was like, his speech was four minutes of like dancing to like some Mexican song and, and then he talked to them. Anyways, okay, so he, he had it on his phone. It was just the stupidest thing. Anyways, we watch these things so you guys don't have to, you know? Anyways, so like, um, uh, so AMLO's mad at, I say AMLO, uh, President, El Presidente of Mexico, AMLO. He's got one of those, um, like uber cool and modern, like on fleek, like nicknames. So they call him President AMLO because his name's like Antonio Obrador. So AMLO, uh, but his President Obrador of Mexico. So yeah, he's got a challenge to work out for his own country now because he has, uh, what, what cartel everywhere. And you know, I don't really know the full and total history of Mexico as a country. I mean, as, as far as the, like, polit geopolitically goes, like, what uh, the history of it was, because what I started to try to do at one point was to examine, um, was to examine, oh, my banner's gone. No, it's on there. It's on there. Sorry, I can't see. Uh, is to examine um, certain key, key moments in history where members of this black, the black hats or the deep state or whatever you want to call them took control. And I know throughout the history of the United States of America, especially once we are in the 1900s moving up, when we started getting the three letter agencies like the FBI, the CIA is the big one. Because it's through the CIA is where they are doing regime changes in South America. They were doing regime changes in the Middle East. And this was happening in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. You know, so there's deep state there. And then in the 1940s, late 50s, deep state took over China. Communists, the communists took over China. Those are the deep staters. The deep states, communists. Um, I, I consider them one of the same, even though they're probably warring factions of the deep state. Uh, whatever you, however you want to like square that away in your mind. But, um, so I don't know what the history of that looks like for Mexico. You know, I know that there were what Mayans and Aztecs and then the, the Spanish came and then Texas was born, you know? So that's about as much as I know of Mexican history. <laughs> I, I mean, well, honestly, my birthday is, uh, Mexico Independence Day. So, uh, Mexican Independence Day. So, September 16th, El Dio del Grito, El Dia Seis de Septiembre. That's my birthday. That's also, um, Mexican Independence Day. So, I do know that also. Uh, Mexico City was built on a lake that they found by, I don't know, birding. Anyways, so, um, getting back to this, um, this issue here. So, now we have Trump. He's saying he may go down to the border um, for a visit. Now, does a former president do this? Well, I mean, this is, this is the, the unique thing here because one could say, well, he is no longer the president. So what the hell does he think it's his business going down there? But then we remember he was only in for four terms. When was the last time that you remember a four term president? I mean, a four term, a four year president, a single term president. When was the last time that y'all remember a single term president? I don't. Um, so it's a, it's a strange dynamic. It's, it's a dynamic that is as strange as, you know, um, always being anti-establishment, like when I was against the Fed, and then all of a sudden the good guys were in the White House and I was like, oh my God. But anyways, okay, so uh, let's get back to this immigration stuff here. Now, um, 
Uh, let's see what else we have coming up. Let me move some of these guys over here. Um, so, okay, so more things that are going on with immigration uh, and this, this whole crisis at the border. So you guys know that the federal government was not allowing the state of Texas into these facilities. Project Veritas was among the first to leak photos of the, the the updated ones now because they have the photos of the Obama era cages and yes these children are being and and children and immigrants are being held in these same cages uh, adults also but in the child facilities uh the minor facilities the ones that they that are they're new like these are the tent the tent facilities like they're like what probably a good what two stories tall, but it's all tarp. Like the building is made out of a tarp and inside of it, they have these like plexiglass cubicles with all these children, like rolled up like little, like, you know, bangers and mash, you know, they look like little sausages, like, like just like, you know, all rolled up in like these aluminum, like little, like, you know, just like, I don't know. It's just, it's inhumane. That's for damn sure. Uh, there were reports that we'd heard that they were actually sleeping in shifts and sleeping on top of each other because the um, facilities are so overstuffed, overfilled, they're over capacity. So, um, we were able to get images of that. I know, uh, I know the two-faced uh, politician down here, Henny Cuellar. Henny Cuellar. Um, I know he also leaked some photos. Um, I, I, you know, and he, I guess he's. It's, it's probably the. Um, it's, it's most likely the. Uh, it's most likely the pressure from his constituency that's making him do that. Because after all, you have to look at the push and the pull factors. You can't just look at the Republican complaints. You have to. You have to look at what the Republicans did to make it that way. And and never mind that uh, the last four years were probably the most peaceful. Uh, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say peaceful, but they're probably the most controlled uh, that they've been ever, you know. And, and like President Trump said, uh, 500 miles of wall. And then we know Biden basically just shut it down. And they're, they're also looking to sue Biden, actually, because not sue Biden, but they want to slap a lawsuit against Biden. <laughs> I don't know who sue Biden is. Maybe that's Joe Biden's sister. Anyways, but uh, because it, it's, it's not constitutional. The executive doesn't have the authority to um, declare how that money is going to be spent or used. They just have to use it efficiently if I'm not mistaken, like, or something like that. Like, it's Congress who has the authority to decide whether or not that's going to stop or not. So the, the, the president cannot. And, you know, to the whole point, maybe he just did that by executive order. He's like up to, what, 70 now? 70 executive orders? Uh, this man who said only, um, what, what was it that he said? Only dictators rule by executive order, that he wouldn't have to do that. But yet, clearly, that's what he did. And, and, and now there's word that he might even be using an executive order for gun control. And I wonder what people are going to do when that happens, because that I think is going to have some repercussions. Um, but anyways, back to this Biden border crisis. Um, so here's what's going on. Oh, God. So it gets deeper. Okay, so now, now they're giving a bunch of taxpayer money to these immigrants so that they can stay in hotels and then they can... Uh, stay there as long as they need to get situated, whatever. Instead of remaining in Mexico, like Trump had, you know, the program working, uh, where they waited over there and they didn't get to come into America because after all, isn't that the point, right? Um, so, uh, they get all these billions of dollars for hotels. <laughs> these, um, people who walked from Honduras or, or farther and, uh, now they're getting flown. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't doubt if they're getting flown first class. They are getting flown to different places in America. Um, this report says approximately 40% of the airport traffic this morning at Texas's McAllen International Airport appear to be migrants headed inside the United States of America. So thank you, Democrat run, deep state run, White House, because we're looking at you, we're watching you, 
We're seeing what you're doing. I mean, this is your White House, Deep State. This is your White House, okay? We're watching you. And look at what you're doing. You're spending money. Why don't you just fly them from their home in Honduras and Belize and Mexico to America instead of making them walk if that's what you were going to do to begin with? And then, you know what? Maybe you could have subsidized the airlines more and paid for their gas, you know, because after all, we're helping immigrants get to America to destroy the country and give yourselves a nice, handsome voting block that doesn't even speak your language. Okay, so what gives America? No, what gives Deep State White House? What gives Castle Rock White House? What gives Illegitimate Joe and Illegitimate... Harris, um, this is ridiculous. Like, look at some of these photos. Like, I'll, I'll, I will expand them for you. Look, check this one out. Do you see what that says? <laughs> the migrants are being handed these. They're being handed these. It says, please help. I do not speak English what plane I need to, I guess it says, says board. Thank you, your help. And then on the reverse of the envelope, uh, American Airlines, McAllen, Texas, 740 AM, 930 AM to Dallas, Texas, to Los Angeles by noon. So uh, Los Angeles over there in California, I guess you guys uh, have some new residents as of today. And by the way, some of those may be infested with COVID. Um, in fact, Dallas Airport, uh, you guys might now have some COVID too, because a lot of these people who are coming in through the border have COVID. And I'm not afraid of COVID. I'm not afraid of COVID. I have no morbid fear of COVID. None whatsoever. But... Um, you may as well use their own weapons against them, right? I mean, they're the ones who are making a big deal about uh, this sham pandemic. Uh, it's it's a real disease. It's a fake pandemic. You know, um, oh, what is a pandemic? It means that it's on every continent. Yeah, but nobody's dying. You know, it's not like it's a terminal pandemic, you know, um, or a crisis pandemic or whatever you want to call it. But uh, that's, that's some pretty crazy stuff there. Um uh, oh, actually, according to this article, no one even knows what the COVID status is of these people. They weren't even checked. Okay. Um, this is from a reader in Dallas. Okay, so this came from the Gateway Pundit, this article I'm reading. And uh, apparently one of the readers sent them a letter. Um, it says, yesterday I flew on a commercial aircraft from Dallas-Fort Worth on a major carrier, a carrier who has moved, removed small children from planes for not wearing a mask. I can't believe what I witnessed. Uh, they are allowing migrants with no ID to bypass TSA and fly! Oh my god! Okay, that's, that's just another level there. That is another level there. Okay, because we always call the TSA security theater. We always called the TSA security theater. We always knew it was fake. Why? Okay, and then we have, we have illegal immigrants, migrants, who are coming from the Middle East who are coming from countries that we consider our enemies, who are coming from China, and then they're going to allow them to go through TSA without even checking ID, without even making them spread them? You know, like, what is up with that? I fight with TSA every time I fly. Every time I fly, I always have to wait an extra 30 minutes for an hour because they have to punish me for not going through the spread them and look at your genitals through, you know, actually, I mean, you know, it's whatever. But uh, the point is the radiation, okay? <laughs> Anyways, and, and the point is compliance. Like these masks, these muzzle masks that we're wearing. TSA was a good example of compliance to get to get America to be uh, trained, to get them more trained. This is exactly what COVID is. It's another compliance thing. It's exactly what the political correctness issue is. It is another compliance thing. It's time to take off your masks, America. It is time to take off your masks. Okay, so um, 
yeah, that that's basically what that letter said from the Gateway Pundit. Ah, is crazy, guys. That is just crazy. Okay, so let's see uh, what else we got here for you all today. Oh, since we're on the topic of COVID, let's go ahead and talk some COVID news. Why don't we? Okay, so um, let's see here. What do I got for you guys? And then we'll be wrapping soon. Oh, that's oh, that's that terrible story I was telling you guys. Okay, so let me see. Okay, so COVID, 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 COVID. Um, there is a new story that came out of Breitbart. Um, and this one is about Nigel Farage. Do you guys remember and or know who Nigel Farage is? He is a brilliant man. He is a great man. He is a blessed man. He is a true patriot. Um, of any country, uh, a true patriot for the sovereignty of humanity. That's what I will say. Um, so, uh, Boris Johnson, the uh, du- doofus Trump lookalike that tricked all of the United Kingdom into thinking that he was a conservative. And you see how they did that? They got someone who looks like Trump. A big old doofus. They're like, well, maybe that's just what's in in America. Maybe the Americans like the orange doofus-looking man. Let us get an orange doofus-looking man and we'll trick them. Well, that's exactly what the Brits did to their people. So Boris Johnson is a shill. Boris Johnson is deep state, black hat. Get rid of this man. Get him out of here. He never should have been there in the first place. Do you see how they played us? Do you see how they played us? Well, Boris Johnson's pushing the... um, vaccine passport and this is another big thing now these are another more steps to compliance more steps to total control right um the vaccine passport will be exactly that because now they will be limiting your right to travel okay you will not be able to travel you will not be able to purchase you won't be part of the club you probably won't be able to get a job i can tell you now there are already jobs here in america that will fire you or will not allow you to return to work because you will be inadmissible if you don't get the vaccine but hey didn't we forget didn't we forget oh oh wait do we need to remind you guys we need to remind you guys let me let me see if i have that video (laughs) Oh my god, I think I closed it out. I'm gonna get this video up for you guys real quick because it is... Yeah, it's like I'm saying, this is all about control. So whenever you have someone that comes up to you and you're not wearing your mask, because don't forget, in Texas, we don't have to wear our masks anymore, although stores are still enforcing it, uh, city ordinances are still trying to enforce it, etc., even though this is no law, There's no law that says you have to do it. It's all about following along with everyone else, right? Um, Here it is. Okay. This is what you got to do because you have to remember, what are vaccines for? What are vaccines for? Vaccines are to inoculate and protect, right? Okay. So... Let's take a uh, quick look at what uh, Ted Cruz did. And I'm not a big, I'm not a Ted Cruz fan. I mean, he's not a real Texan. Uh, He has dirt. But for whatever reason right now, he is standing up as much as he can. But let's see what he did. Uh, He's a good example. Uh, Yeah, when I'm talking to the TV camera, I'm not going to wear a mask. And all of us have been immunized so uh, you're welcome to step away if you like the whole whole point of a vaccine CDC guidance is what we're following (laughs) brava Mr. Uh, Cruz brava so yeah exactly (laughs) you're welcome to step back You are welcome to take a step back. And and that's what it's going to have to be. I mean, it's it's real because, you know, whenever I'm out there and someone is looking at you funny because you don't have a mask on or they say something to you, um, the first thing that happens, you know, is it's like the, the hair on the back of your neck stands up, you know, and like you just feel that like that shoot up your your neck, your spine, you know, and it's it, what that is. It's a reaction because 
these people are so ignorant and and yet they push this on you um like it's like it's their moral and righteous authority to do so and we have to respond in not in kind we have to respond kindly um with reason with logic because Maybe if it hadn't been on national television, maybe if it hadn't been a reporter, maybe if it had been a Joe Schmo on the street, maybe Ted Cruz would have reacted differently. But I think the logic there stands, and that's what's important. So Nigel Farage says, this won't fly. And um, he blasts Boris Johnson for his vaccine passport push. Um, Nigel Farage has warned that the vaccine passport schemes being developed by Prime Minister Boris Johnson's government are unworkable, going to, on to deride the British leader as having a lack of principles. He has no principle. Boris Johnson has no principles. The Brexit leader said that trying to introduce vaccine passports domestically to go to the pub or to other public venues won't fly, saying that it's unworkable and frankly to put this upon our struggling public uh, publicans at this moment in a time would be completely outrageous. Uh, because they're talking about like, you have to be like, oh, um, call up the Bobbies and be like, um, I'm going to go visit my grandma today. Or what do they say? How do they say grandma in, in, in the UK? I'm going to go visit granny. Um, um, can I, can I leave at 1 p.m.? And then, you know, they have to make sure that it's okay. And that might involve what? Uh, a health screening? How's your temperature? Have you had any sniffles today? Have you, I don't know, talked to anyone who might have? I mean, it's just control. It's ridiculous. Mr. Farage also criticized Johnson for his flip-flopping and political opportunism, telling the Mail on Sunday, the funny thing about Boris is everyone says he is the free market libertarian. But what we have seen all through this is that Boris doesn't really stand for very much at all. No, Boris doesn't stand for anything. He has no moral or scruple foundation in this field. He also questioned the practicality of such a system, saying, let's say on April 12th, I want to go to the blacksmith's arms in Cudham with my son, who's 29. He hasn't had the jab, so can he come in or can he not come in? The MOS also reported on Sunday that the British government is in talk with Israel about the Middle Eastern country's Green Pass, digital vaccine passport system. The government is expected to release its so-called COVID status certification review, headed up by Cabinet Minister Michael Gove sometime in April. Johnson has suggested that pubs could bar unvaccinated people from their business, saying that the concept of vaccine certification should not be totally alien to us. British tech firms, which have received thousands of pounds in government grants, are developing facial recognition vaccine passport apps, ostensibly for use by private businesses such as pubs. However, despite the government's Orwellian response to the Chinese coronavirus, Mr. Farage predicted that with the Britain's comparably successful vaccination program combined with the ineffectiveness of the Labour Party, the British public are... Um, of a mind to forgive Boris everything else, there is no opposition. To be honest, whatever his flaws, I suspect he can be prime minister for as long as he wants, he predicted. And it's true because what? Uh, the the British, even though they have stood up um, in, in massive crowds against the pandemic and the shutdowns, whereas Americans have not, they are very compliant. I mean, that's why they have no guns. Uh, you know, that's why they are where they are too. Like, things usually happen in advance of America in the United Kingdom, um, I would say at least a decade or two. And if you look at what they got, they're starting to get the facial recognition stuff. They're starting to get, they have all the cameras on every corner. I remember when that came to America, that was in my lifetime, um, but they did it over in the United Kingdom first. They did it over in China prior to that. So kind of like a sequence of things and everywhere in between, I, I couldn't tell you. Um, let's see, as of March 26, 48.64 people are per 100 have had at least one dose of coronavirus vaccine in the United Kingdom compared to 15.07 per 100 on average throughout the entirety of the United uh, European Union, according to World in Data. So, uh, yep, yeah, that's just an issue that's going on there. Um, and, and that's what they're going to continue to do. And 
they they'll probably try and pass that in America too if uh Biden and Harris state maintain their optical illusion of presidency and vice presidency but we will see what happens okay so um before we wrap i'm going to share this story with you now this is the one i talked about at the onset of the program and like I said, today, I don't normally do see reports on Sunday. Um, I just, you know, I was out for a week with uh, family issues and tech diffs. So I thought, hey, why not just throw another one? Plus, I was just kind of here. And um, but I will be back on tomorrow, Monday through Friday. Um, we don't have a set time yet. Prior to um, prior to getting off the air uh, last week, we were doing early shows. So we were doing shows probably like between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. So I guess that, I don't know. That depends. It wasn't, they weren't this early. They were not this early, but uh, they weren't as late as like 9 9 p.m. at night. But um, some of them were coming out even later. Some of them were coming out at midnight. Um, And that's uh, central time in America. So um, we'll see. We'll see. We haven't squared away a time uh, when this show will be regular, but I will be here Monday through Friday. If not, watch three broadcasts. Um, I always enjoy a live audience, but I, I do kind of see these programs more as um, uh, content uh, archives as more than an interactive live show. So, but if y- y'all are here for the journey, I appreciate, I enjoy, I love having uh, people on and, and yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, a great uh, boost to the uh what do you call it to the morale but anyways so to not to bring down the morale <laughs> no, not to bring down the party um but uh this this story i was talking about at the onset yes micah it's been it's been great having you with us um uh, the story i had at the onset talked about was uh this carjacking that happened in washington dc now you all can go i don't recommend seeing it i do not recommend seeing it unless you are into this kind of stuff it's not so graphic, but it is graphic. Um, it, I mean, it's graphic. I mean, I, I, it troubled me for a while after I watched it, I had to like fill my head with other media to try and get it out. Um, and it's, it's, it's basically what happened is, uh, an, an Uber Eats driver or a Lyft driver, um, was they're they're getting their car hijacked by two teenagers Two it looks like African American or black American, Two black American uh, girls, 13 and 15, uh, they attempted to hijack the car. He resisted. Um, and in the process of resisting, they managed to get the car to drive off. Um, and he was still hanging out the side of the door. And uh, there was a collision, which CNN reported as an accident. But this this was... Grand theft auto, and now it is it is murder. It is it is murder. They have been charged with murder. Um, the reason why this story popped up, obviously, because it's so harrowing. Um, but then, come to find out, in Washington D.C., apparently there are a number of like uh, carjackings are up. So I'm I'm kind of glad. <laughs> Kind of glad when I was in Washington, D.C. that I wasn't driving. Um, and I'm sure that the Lyft and Uber drivers were glad that I was their passenger because we had great conversations. Uh, the people of D.C. are awake. Like I talked to um, a, I talked to a black American immigrant woman um, who was all I'm so glad that you are here for President Trump. I'm so glad that you're here for President Trump. And I'm glad that people showed up and blah, 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 blah. And because she didn't know what was going on at first, because the media did not publicize that MAGA Million March. They didn't publicize that Inauguration Day false flag thing. They didn't publicize it. So no one knew what was going on. Even the people of DC didn't know until it was there. And there was like 1.7 million Americans, patriots there in DC. So anyways, that was some good times. But that is what's going on in DC. And then CNN, of course, course uh because uh, this whole race thing i'm i am assuming uh this is me assuming and, and maybe it might be making an ass out of me but um it certainly will make an ass out of cnn um if it is because these girls are black americans and they did this hijacking on uh he i think he was he was a middle eastern descent um i don't know what specifically he was he may have been muslim or something but uh if they're covered, because if you noticed also, because they've been pushing this white thing, white murder, all this stuff, but the only ones who are committing crimes right now are like supposed minorities, uh, people of color, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, caramel all the way to cocoa, like 
we're the ones doing it, not the white people. It's like the white people are like, no, nope, we know better right now. We're just going to go ahead and let you guys take care of this violence for us. But no, not literally. But but yeah, um, it, it's ridiculous that that they would they would chalk this up. But if you see it's tear it, the video is just I no, um, no, 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 no. No. Okay, guys. All right. Uh, that does it for the C report. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Uh, I just wanted to share that little bit of information to you. I mean, it was a Sunday afternoon. It was a good afternoon, guys. And uh, now I'm going to go spend some time with my family. So um, y'all guys have a great rest of your weekend. We'll be back tomorrow, God willing. And um, like I like to say, America, stay good. We love you. We're not going to forget you. We'll be right there with you. Thank you.